Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. My name is Chase Roth, and I am your host. We are coming to you from the Signal Fire Studios, uh, provided by Signal Fire Media Company. If you'd like to support the Signal Fire team, you can find them at signalfire.media, as well as follow them on all the various social platforms. A huge thank you to GeoOwl for being our sponsor this month and making all these podcasts possible. Uh, They are the number one uh, service provider for geospatial intelligence uh, to all the main U.S. agencies. If you're looking for a career or an opportunity in the intelligence field, check out GeoOwl.com. Today we are chatting with Mr. Tim Howard. How are you? (laughs) I'm good, Chase. Thank, good to be with you. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, we're, we're still kind of in experiment stage yeah. with the podcast. Um, we've been recording all afternoon. This is our fourth recording for today. So I, I, I really appreciate you agreeing to come on, uh, given my uh, level of zero experience in hosting a podcast. <laughs> um, you know, for our listeners who aren't aware and, and don't know, Tim hosts his own podcast show. That's yes. um, a big hit, and it's uh, it's awesome. You should check it out sometime. What's it called? It's called Reflect the Life You Want. And you can find it on all the major uh, podcast Apple channels. Apple and Spotify, and you can check it out. It's actually produced by Signal Fire Media, it the is. same team. And I want to mention Signal Fire Media is co-located here with my my main hustle, my real estate business, Title Realty Partners. Yes, a which, lot of uh, synergies going. Yeah, on. absolutely. It's great so, to have you guys here. To, so to say, I'm I'm a little bit intimidated, you know, on my my fourth podcast recording ever to sit across <laughs> from a, a man who's been doing this for quite a while now uh, would, would be a bit of an understatement. So I hope you have some patience with me today as we, as we work through this episode. Well, we're reversing roles. Normally, I'm the guy in your seat <laughs> know, asking right? the questions. Now I got to do. So the you're talking. over there critiquing me the whole time. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. All right. So for those of those of uh, our listeners who are not familiar with, with Tim Howard and all the great things you have going on, mm-hmm. uh, give us a little background info. Yeah. So I am, um, you know, I'm a real estate professional is my main hustle. I have a book project underway called The Mirror, co-authored by uh, Maria Spears and the Reflect the Life You Want podcast. Reflect the Life You Want is the theme of the book project. Have the podcast with Signal Fire Media. Um and I also do some coaching for men specifically through the man school. But, you know, I grew up out in the Seattle, Washington area. I went through ROTC. I was an Army officer. So you and I first met through the Veterans Business Collective uh, yes, through our mutual did. friend, uh, Rob Renz. Um, and I've also served through, like, the USO uh, on their advisory committee up in Jacksonville, um, I lead a networking organization, which you're a part of also, Coastal yes. Connections. I'm the um, an ambassador for the one of the leading uh, networking organizations here in town, Port City Young Professionals, co-founded by uh, Jenna Curry, who's now also a teammate on my real estate firm, Title Realty Partners, and, um, and then Veteran Business Collective. And what I, I like about Veteran Business Collective, especially as a networking organization, is it's there's purpose, you know, it's not just, it's not just, we're just coming together socially or we're coming together to um, um, try to generate business leads, but it's like we, we are veterans supporting other veterans, and I think you, you talk about at each meeting, I think, 
kind of this, I think it's kind of like threefold purpose of why we exist as veteran business collecting. And I can't repeat that off the top of my head, but it's like, there's, it's like, there's everybody that's there has a, a shared interest. You know, not everybody there is a veteran, but everyone who's there, if they're not a veteran, they support veterans. And uh, my term of service was many, many years ago. I left active duty in 1988 and I left uh, the reserves in 2002. But it's, it's, I think you and I or Rob or Matt, we, we'd been talking recently that, you know, there's just this mutual connection, this sh- kind of bond where you're, uh, if you're part of that 1% that's willing to lay your life on the line for the country and write that blank check, you have a different kind of understanding. You know, you're just kind of wired a little differently. You think a little differently. And my main business partner at uh, Title Realty Partners, Matthew Kane, he's a Marine Corps veteran. He's now a supporter of uh, the Veterans Business Collective. But there's just something a little different, you know. We think well, a little. We're a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not all of it in a good way. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I, th- I think to do what we had to do, you know, I never deployed in a combat environment like you did. Um, but I was willing to, you know, I was in right. the, part of the 82nd Airborne. You wrote and the I was, same blank check. Yeah, I was overseas in Korea. There is, um, there's something about that, the people that are willing to do that, that are serving. And it's just like, for me, I'm a Homes for Heroes realtor, so I serve um, a lot of clients who are serving in our community. They may be law enforcement officers. You know, um, one of the Signal Fire Media partners, uh, Matt Mylot, was a former law enforcement officer after he left the Marine Corps. They may be uh, firefighters. Uh, my my partner Matthew Kane, he was a former firefighter, former Marine. But there's just something about a servant's heart, you know, that is different about how we think and how we do business. I serve teachers, nurses, you know, healthcare providers, um, EMS, and then active veteran or military personnel. So it's it's been a blessing for me to be able to give back to others who serve in our community. And what's so cool, like with the Veterans Business Collective, it's like there's real business taking place. It's like, yeah. you know, Ray Campbell, who upfit the podcast studio here, you know, you guys Army, met through Army the- Army veteran, he's yeah. a, a general contractor, he's a member, and yeah. he built our studio for us. So, yeah. he built, so he's gonna be building a home for Rob Renz, you know, at, with Signal Fire Media, State Farm uh, insurance provider. I'm, I'm the real estate agent involved in helping them. But, you know, the vision is kind of like everybody that's going to be involved in Veterans Business Collective would be able to support one another as we go out and we do more as an organization. It's like, how do we pull in these different resources? we got these different skill sets. How do we support these local small businesses that are veterans, that are like-minded, and help them to be successful? And I think that's one of the tenets of the Veterans Business Collective is to provide that financial stability for the, the yeah. families, because you used to have it. You had a yeah. paycheck yeah. when you were I serving. Mean, that's one of the things that we collectively agreed upon that you, you lose when you, you leave active duty is that economic stability, the, the, the sense of uh, purpose, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, the belonging to a, a very unique tribe. Yes. And you, know, you, you can't replicate it 100%, but you can, you can get a little taste of it once a month, yes. and you can look out for one another. And you can help help increase the bottom line for for people and their families by 
doing all the things we're talking about mm-hmm. here. I mean, the amount of synergies going on, like like you had mentioned, we're sharing a space. You have yeah. your office on the other side of this wall over yeah. here. We're <laughs> subleasing from you. Another yeah. member built the studio, did the yeah. construction, did all that. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely crazy how much we can help each other out when, when we're intentional about it. Yes. Well, that you mentioned intentionality. Um, I was a guest on uh, Rob Renz and Matt Mylott. They have their own podcast, Signal Fire Radio. And that was one of the reasons they wanted to get me on their show was to talk about intentionality. And so for me in, in networking, like in networking, whether it's with Veterans Business Collective or my Coastal Connections team or Port City Young Professionals, what I've learned to be successful in business is to be intentional about cultivating relationships. So a lot of our, you know, our, our members of Veteran Business Collective, a lot of them are recently coming out of the military or getting ready to come out of the military. Uh, they may be going through the Honor Foundation cohort or getting, just like Evan Anderson, one of the partners at SignalFire. But being intentional about developing those relationships now that will serve you later in business, you know, to, to provide that tribe that you, you, you know, is uh, beneficial to every one of the veterans, to have that sense of belonging, that sense of purpose that we had in the military. Um, that, Can you elaborate on, on on what you mean when you say intentional about developing relationships? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you just meet people and you're just naturally a good fit, um, mm-hmm. and it just kind of happens. Well, for me, like. Earlier this year, at the beginning of the year, I identified five people I was going to be very intentional about cultivating a relationship with. One of them was Rob Renz with Signal Fire Media. And I had met him through um, a Suiting Warriors event back in October of last year. And I decided, you know, there's something about Rob I really like. It just resonates when I'm with him, his energy, just his passion for who he is as a person. It's like, I want more of that. I want to get to know this guy. I wanted to get him on my my uh, Coastal Connections networking team. I wanted to develop her. I didn't know what all it would lead to, mm-hmm. but I just had a good sense about him as a person. And so I was on his podcast. I, I s- set up a dinner between me and my co-author, Maria Spears of the Mirror Book Project, and Rob and his wife, Jenna. Didn't know what that was going to lead to, but just like, I'm going to be intentional about creating a deeper relationship. Um that's now led to all these things that we described and, you know, um, helping them with real estate type things. Rob's on my networking team. He's co-located here now in uh, my new real estate business. So it's like being very intentional about developing that relationship. It requires you to make an effort. It's like, you know, it's like a dating relationship, right? Yeah. It's, It's like, hey, I'm interested in you. Would you go have coffee with me? Would you have lunch with me? Would you have dinner with me? Would you do? But it's it's getting to know somebody rather than just hey, here's my business card. If you need a realtor, call yes. me. Right? Like how often does that happen? You don't you don't even remember the person five minutes later. Yeah. One of the other five people uh, is my co-author, and that's an ongoing relationship. We're collaborating on a book project. One of the other people was Jenna Curry, who's now part of my real estate team. So she's the co-founder of Port City Young Professionals. I was intentional. I told her, I said, I'm going to be intentional about developing uh, more of a business relationship with you. That sense led to gotten to know her as a friend. And now she's part of my real estate team. But it was like, I was intentionally cultivating a relationship. I didn't know where that was going to lead to. I knew some of the other skill sets she has could help me 
in some of the business ventures I have going with the man school coaching business, what I might be doing with the book project in the future and what's that going to lead to because she's really strong in the digital media space and social media. She knows how to do stuff that I don't know how to do. But what I've learned from her is uh, I didn't know this at the time, but she had a lot of respect for me as a business person and in networking and connecting other people. I wasn't aware of that until I started to get to know her. So it's like we had this kind of mutual respect. We didn't even know it. Right. But then we were in, I was intentional about cultivating that relationship, and that's led to other things. So I think especially for um, maybe um, people coming out of the military that don't have that business experience, it's like how does that translate uh, from something that you did in the military to business? So, so I think about like for me, I was a fire support officer. I was a field artillery officer in, in the military. I was airborne ranger, jump master, did all the hua kind of stuff back before all the high high speed, high tech kind of stuff you guys have now. But you were constantly liaisoning with other people. Mm-hmm. I would liaison with naval gunfire. I would liaison with uh, uh, Marine Corps artillery. I would liaison with the Air Force. You know, fast attack. I'd liaison with uh, attack helicopters. So I knew how to coordinate and facilitate things in the military. What I know now is those were skills I developed years and years ago that now serve me well in business. Yeah, Because I, sure. I understand how to go coordinate, how to make clear what the expectations are. What do I need from you? What can you provide? How are we going to communicate? All these different skill sets that we develop in the military to be effective team members, especially uh, joint-type operations that you were probably involved, involved in is those skills are directly transferable to business, but we don't always think about it that way. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. But good, astute business people that understand or have military experience, they understand the value of something with a military veteran, some basic skill sets that they have. And, uh, you know, you you asked about the question of intentionality. It's like, um, for me, it's kind of that mission mindset, right? commander's intent has been put out there. Here's the mission. Here's the objective we're going to concentrate. So for me, if the objective, I'm going to be intentional about cultivating a deeper business relationship. I set my mind to that. I make that a priority. I start to, what are the actions I'm going to do? Am I going to go to this? I'm going to have coffee with this person. Am I going to have a meal with them? Or am I going to go support some charity that they're involved in that shows that, hey, I'm interested in not only what you do business with, but I'm interested in how you're supporting the local community. Right. So intentionality can look like multiple things. You know, it's just like, uh, in a real, again, I, I kind of go back to that dating relationship. It's like if you're intentional about d- developing a deeper relationship and that you really care about this person beyond just something superficial. Right. I think, I think that's a key distinction, right? Because um, I think a lot of people get misled and they get off track when it comes to networking by uh, – it's a book by is it Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends How and Influence, influence people, people, which yeah. is all surface level yes. bullshit. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Right? It's all it's all just smoke and mirrors. It's it's to put on a show of that you like somebody or mm-hmm. that you're similar to somebody in some way in order to get the door open with no intention of ever actually getting to know who that person really is and right. what really matters to them and then participating in their life in a meaningful way. I think it's important to make that distinction that that being intentional isn't just about trying to get that door opened mm-hmm. with party tricks. 
It's about, no kidding, establishing a genuine relationship with somebody, yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, you, you mentioned a book, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw one out. I had on my podcast, Reflect the Life You Want, one of the co-authors of The Go-Giver, which is one of my favorite books all time, uh, Bob Berg. And the concept of The Go-Giver, you know, there's like these five laws to creating super, uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's kind of like five laws of success. And the mm -hmm. first four are all about giving, and the fifth one's about receiving. But it's like in networking, it's not about what you're going to get. And that's what a lot of people, I think, especially don't have a lot of experience with. They go to an organization, it's like, oh, what am I going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. As opposed to having the mindset of what am I going to give? What value am I going to create for the people that are present? It may be just a conversation, an interaction. But if, if we have a conversation and it felt good having that conversation, I walk away from that conversation having been impacted by you or vice versa, we're better for having had that conversation. That conversation alone was a gift. Now, if it leads to something where we develop some understanding about one another's capabilities, like your main business, Sano Steam, it's like, oh, Chase, you do this, this, and this. Oh, man, that's going to come into play in these types of situations, right? And mm -hmm. we've had a number of those recently. Yeah. In uh, – Things where your services have come into play with people of significance to me in my life. It's like, oh, I know who can help out in that situation. I, I think that's so cool what you just said because it's it's a direct tie to you know how we how we tried to uh, define ourselves in the military, which was how am I a value add to my team or my mm -hmm. unit? What what do I bring to the table? You know, um, no one's there to to meet the minimum training standard, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody's there to outperform the next guy in a in a positive manner, but to to be as much of a value add to the team as they can. Nobody wants to go to sick bay and say, um, "I'm hurt, I can't I can't train this week." Yeah, right. Because now you've let your team down. You're not a value add for the week. You don't so, want to be that weakest link. You don't. You don't want to. And mm -hmm. I, so you're you're making you're drawing a great comparison in that when you go to networking. Uh, your 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 foremost thought should be how am I a value add to this organization? How am I gonna serve? Rather than okay, I, I need to I need to increase my revenue numbers and if these people aren't giving me referrals yep. then you know I'm out. Yep. Right? I mean is that kind of what you're getting at here? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the you know, Bob Berg before he wrote the book to go giver, he, he had this whole program around endless referrals. You know, it was all around how do you how do you give to create a continuous stream of business. And for me in my real estate business, I'm at the point where most of my business now comes by referral. Mm -hmm. And that's where you want to be. I'm not chasing it. It's like a lot of it's coming to me. It's like, you know, I had a Marine Corps veteran the other day who referred a law enforcement officer who were, were mutual friends. And this Marine Corps veteran, he's referred multiple people to me because he has had the experience of working directly with me. He knows what my heart is. He knows with Homes for Heroes, not only am I going to do a good job, but I'm going to give back. So this guy has total respect. They serve one another. You know, it's like they put their life on the line for each other. If this guy says, hey, you should talk to Tim, that's all he needs to know. Right. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to go a little deeper on on your your point about giving. And and you said something that the the give could be a positive conversation. It mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be a give in the form of a referral that translates to dollars yes. to be of value, right? Absolutely. It, it could be, what are, what are some other forms that a, a meaningful give could be? Well, I just think, you know, how long did we know each other before I gave you a referral for business? 
several months. Probably. Yeah, a while probably. Yeah. But I had gotten to know you a little bit, and then I respected you, and I'd watched you, and I said, so, so the first time the opportunity came up, it's like, oh, I know who they need to talk to. They need to talk to Chase because I know he can provide that level of service. And though I hadn't done business with you, I had built that respect for you from having different conversations that we'd had. I'd watched you. I'd observed you. It's like this is a guy that my hunch is is going to do business the right way because of how he carries himself. So the give can be just creating value for the other person by sharing an idea. It might be a give like, hey, Chase, you need to meet this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't give you referrals, but this person, their type of business, I know that they can. Right. Okay. So it's like you make that connection. I do that all the time. It's like I meet someone. It's like I can't do anything directly for them, but boy, and like uh, my co-author Maria Spears, she coaches other women. So I'm, when I meet a woman that I f- have a feeling like could benefit by something that she do, I'll make that connection. And I don't know about you, but that feels super good when you make a connection that works out, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it feels great. Like when you can take two people that didn't know each other and you can see there's a synergy there. Yes. Uh, business-wise or any other way where they can benefit each other and you introduce them and then you can observe that and, and see positive things happening, well, man, that, that feels good. That was one of the things. I didn't realize that I was pretty good at that already. I didn't know that. And, okay. But I started hearing that from people that I had been made, made connections with because they were high-quality people and they would help each other out. And they went back. The common denominator to that successful relationship was I introduced them. Mm-hmm. So people started sharing that feedback. Said, oh, I didn't know that that was a strength of mine. I should be more intentional about doing that more frequently. Right. So it's like when I go to a networking event, like I was at a lunch today, the Wilmington uh, Business Expo lunch. It's like I'm going there with purpose. Yes, I'm the guest of someone who's on our networking team, Dell Allen, North State Bank, and she's my home superiors lender partner, and I'm her guest, you know, and I'm going to make that interaction good while I'm at lunch, but I'm also intentional about who have I not met yet that I want to go see while I'm here? So we got done with the lunch, and there's someone I'm trying to recruit to my real estate team. I made a point of going and talking to her. There were people that I knew that were going to be at the business expo I wanted to meet that I hadn't met yet. I made a point of going to see them with intentionality. It's like, I've got 30 minutes before I need to move on to the next thing. Let me go have an interaction with that person. Let me try to create some value for that person. I lined up two podcast guests out of that. Nice. By being intentional about going to that person and say, hey, we haven't met yet, but, you know, we've connected through these people. I'm I'm Tim Howard. Now we've met in person. Would really love to have you on the show so I can talk about what kind of services you provide to the community. And then they're excited. It's like, it's like not only did they, we meet one another, but it's like, here, I'm giving you an opportunity to come on my show and have a platform to help grow your business. Right. I'm creating value for that person, that interaction. And it's going to lead to something. I don't know what it'll all lead to, but I'm going to get them on the show. I'm going to help them talk about their story, their business, and who knows what might come of that. Yeah, for sure. That, that's one of the things I love about business and meeting new people is you never know what tomorrow might bring. Yeah. Right? You have no idea. Did you know two years ago that you'd be doing what you're doing right now? Absolutely not. So, you Did know, you know 12 months ago no, you'd be doing what you're doing right now? No. No? Well, yeah, it was just beginning. I had... My, um, so you asked me a little bit about my background, and and you haven't seen all the changes I've been through in recent years. But uh, you know, I lost fifty pounds. I was very intentional about getting healthier, working on my own self image. Um, 
But I got involved with the man school. My um, my co-author of the Mirror Book Project, Maria Spears, she was a strategist with the woman's school. And they were starting up this new coaching uh, program for men that's kind of a parallel to women's school. So she made this introduction. I meet Ryan Donovan, the founder of uh, the man's school, and his wife's the founder of the women's school. So it's like, okay, that, that happened. Now I meet this other guy uh, who's the master coach, facilitator, he and his wife now have been guests on my podcast. Those were the other two of the five people that I was very intentional about cultivating a deeper relationship with this year. So I've invested in that. But I didn't know that. So that has led then to I'm doing coaching now. Then I had this idea for a, a podcast, potentially with my co-author. I ended up, She's already got her own podcast going with another person. So she's a guest on my show on a regular basis. But I never thought I'd be doing that. You know, I knew I had this book, I had this book idea, and then I met my co-author and it just, I just had a sense that she would be a good co-author with me. But so many of these things are, are, you know, lots of people have a book idea, Mm -hmm. but getting past the idea stage is a leap that most people never make, you know, so you've, you've made a lot of progress on. I've made a lot of leaps in last year. (laughs) Well, it's, you know, and I think that is one of the concepts I've learned from myself um, in the last year, especially in, in, the, in the process of going through the man school myself and, in, and now in coaching is much more comfortable taking risk. And what kind of risk? When you say risk, what do you mean? Well, part of it's business risk. So like financial risk. Yeah. Some okay. of it, there's some business risk here. Some of it is getting out of your own way and, you know, asking for a meeting with someone, you know, because okay. 90% of the struggle is what's going on between our temples, right? Oh, I am so tuned into that right now. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> so as I've improved my own mindset, uh, then some of those self-limiting beliefs and fears that I might have that... I can I can turn that off. You know, forget that thought. Thoughts are optional. I'm going to replace that thought. Well, what's a thought that's going to serve me? Thoughts are me? optional. I love that. Yeah, thoughts are optional. We're in total control of what we think. It's the one God-given s- skill and ability that we have that nobody can take away from us. It's what goes on between our own, own two uh, ears, right? But most of what gets in the way is our own thinking. Mm-hmm. So the you know that one of the concepts in the man school we talk about this idea of fail forward fast this concept of taking massive action. So you're an entrepreneur and you're an entrepreneur in multiple areas, not only just one Sandals team, but it's like if and, and I think Rob talks about it in terms of you know in the best baseball player like Ted Williams, the best batting average is like a little over 300 lifetime. So it's like only one third of what we're going to go try necessarily is going to be successful. But if, if I one can, third was successful, that's that's yeah. a pretty good average. Yeah, and you've That's started like multiple businesses in the past, right? Yeah, I've, uh, let's see. To date, I'm probably at like nine or ten. Yeah, and uh, I've had f- probably four that have been just complete utter crash and burns. Yeah, that cost me. Some of them cost me more money than others. Some mm-hmm. of them just cost me some shots to the ego. Yeah, you know. Um, but all of them were were great learning experiences mm-hmm. that made me better on the next try. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll you know we'll continue to see where where things go. But to your point, yeah, you just uh, you got You got to you got to take an action to figure out anything. You can't just sit on the sidelines and hope that things are going to get changed or or get better. Yeah, we. Um in the man school, we talk about this concept of fail forward fast, and I've replaced the word fail with fall. Mm-hmm. But it's like 
it's like you got to get into action. Like when you're in the military, it's like I had John Panachione, you know, uh, with Fuller Capital on one of my show, and he and I both served in the 82nd Airborne in the same time frame, Task Force, 2nd of the 505th Parachute Infantry Regiment. He was the tank platoon leader. I was a battalion fire support officer. And we talked about this idea, let the situation develop, right? So as a military leader, you got to sometimes things don't go exactly the way you plan them to go. So you got to let the situation develop. But once you cross that phase line, you know, to engage with the enemy in business, it's like you got to You got to step forward. You got to put your ideas out there. You got to put out your product, your service. You got to put out some marketing. You got to go meet some people. You have got to put your skin in the game to go make something happen. It may not go exactly the way you thought it was going to go. So, but as the situation develops, you can adjust. You can, you know, maybe one of those businesses that you thought was a fabulous idea, maybe you weren't as effective at executing that you needed to be. And you learned something from it that you then took from that, and then the next business opportunity you came to, well, I'm not going to make that mistake again because I've learned from this. Or it's like, well, maybe just... Wasn't the right business idea? Who knows? But you were taking risks. You were stepping out there. You were putting some skin in the game. You were trying. Yeah. A lot of people never try, and then wonder why things never change. Yeah. Right. So this, you know, this idea of either being a victim or creator, you know, is like I can either go make an attempt and create something. As an entrepreneur, we got to be creators every day. Um, the employee mindset. Is more like, you know, this happened to me as opposed to what happened, this happened for me. Like, what am I going to learn from this experience that I'm going to get to take forward? Maybe I keep moving forward, but I go in a little different direction because, you know, this wasn't quite working the way I thought. But I can adjust, I can adapt, I can modify what I'm doing and then try that different methodology. And maybe I have a little more success with that. Or it's like... Maybe I don't have the skill set that I need to have within my organization. Maybe me as the entrepreneur, I'm not the right person to do this aspect of the business. I need to get another resource, someone who's more effective at this aspect of the business than I am. And I go focus on my skill set. But as long as we're trying, we're falling forward, we're going to be learning and growing. Mm-hmm. And that takes that intentionality. It takes willingness to take risk. It takes... Um, Getting out of your own way half the time is the biggest challenge. It's just overcoming the thoughts that you have in your head to say, you know, I am, I'm going to give this a go. And now, your experience as a as a coach with the Man School and observing people and, and having conversations with them as they go through your program, what would you say are the uh, the biggest limiting factors that people face that prevent them from uh, taking the sorts of actions you're describing? Mm-hmm. Well, what I see, you know, I, I get the beauty of seeing, and some of these guys, you know, are mutual friends of ours that have been through this process is, I think early on it's giving yourself permission to dream. It's like you've got this great idea out there, and it's generally something that comes to you that innately you have gifts and talents that have been given to you that you're meant to share with the world. But somewhere along the way, maybe when you are younger, a parent or a teacher or a coach said, oh, you'll never be any good at that. <laughs> but you have this latent skill and attention. You've always had this passion for something. So it's like give yourself permission to pursue that dream. Now, if you're married, you got to have a conversation with you know your spouse about, hey, I, I'd really like to try this over here. You know, um, which has been really cool, especially the married couples going through the process as they've given themselves permission to dream and they've stepped into areas where they're uncomfortable. 
like you know Matt Mylot here at Signalfire. He he left a pretty secure position that he wasn't enjoying to get into a very entrepreneurial position now here with Signifier. Yeah, took a huge leap. All right. So he's one of those guys that in the man school was learning, growing, took one of those big leaps, gave himself permission to go pursue that. It's transformed his life, not even before then, but it was already beginning to transform. So going from, you know, what are these dreams that really scare you, yet at the same time incredibly excite you? That's probably the stuff that you need to be going after. Okay. Because it's like somewhere along the way, someone gave you a gift or a talent or laid upon your heart a passion for doing something. And one thing I've learned is that oftentimes the pains of our life become the gifts we have for other people. So it's like we've been through something that was hard or difficult or something that didn't go well. We develop incredible compassion for other people. And then we have these unique gifts and talents, and we have this passion, this sense of purpose or why to go do it. Because if you're going to go try something difficult that you've never done before, you better have a strong why. You better have a purpose that's more important than putting money on the table. <laughs> right, it's got to right. be bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge point. I've I've learned that lesson the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can make a lot of money, and. I think there's two there's two sides of this, so I want to explore both of them real quick and get your, okay. get your take on yeah. it. So, you know, grow, growing up as a very average middle class uh, Midwesterner, mm-hmm. um, you know, money is viewed in, in a way as if it's almost not good. It's almost evil. If you're rich, then you mm-hmm. might have done something mm-hmm. wrong to get it, mm-hmm. and that only certain people are ever going to be rich, mm-hmm. and it's not for everybody and that sort of thing. So there's like this limiting thought process yeah. around money. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, you should just be content with what you have and just learn to be happy. Um, well, I call BS on that because, yeah. you know, like the country song goes, money can buy happiness. Right. Buy you a boat, can buy you a Yeti full of beers, and you can be happy, right? Like there's a lot of things that money gives you. It gives you freedom. It gives you mm-hmm. security. It gives you health care. It gives you mm-hmm. shelter. Uh, it gives you stability in your relationships with your with your family. So you, you, you absolutely have to have money. But... The flip side to that that I said was coming is that no matter how much money you make, you can escape what you had to do to get the money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can take a three-week vacation to Europe, but if what you had to do every day to get the money sits in your mind the whole time you're there and all you can think about is how you absolutely don't want to have to go back to your job at the end of the vacation, mm-hmm. you're miserable. Yep. You can't buy your way out of out of what you have to do every single day. Um, so y- you absolutely have to make the money, but you can make a lot of money and still be miserable as all get out, right? Yeah, and you can be extremely happy not making a lot of money. You know, it, it all depends on where do you, where do you right. gain yep. joy and happiness from in life. And, and I think each of us is unique in that and where we find joy and happiness. We can, we can find it anywhere, right where we are, but not everybody has been given the same set of gifts and talents and the calling and purpose to go do something. Not everybody's an entrepreneur. Um, you're not. You're not hinting that everybody isn't equal, are you? I'm just. I'm saying that everybody is unique. So you have. You have different unique. levels of abilities, talents, uh, all across the board, right? Absolutely. Different, different propensities I mean, for different types of work. And we got situations. people in here in the studio right now supporting us that are absolute geniuses at video production and sound production, right? You and I don't know anything about that. Nope. We couldn't do It'd what take we're me way doing. Too long to learn how to do it to even try. <laughs> okay, but we have other skills, other talents, other knowledge 
you bring those other skills and talents to bear with what you and I know, something can happen, okay? Uh, but I would never think that I could do what they do. No. Okay, because they, they're, just, they're just, they're at a whole different level. I, th- I, th- I think it's an important point to make because I think in, in today's world with, uh, you know, the 24-7 stream of success stories on mm-hmm. Instagram and LinkedIn and in and, and the news, you know, all they talk about is Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all the billionaires mm-hmm. and everything, right? That there's this, this, this feeling that eats at people that if that guy can do it or that gal can do it, then I should be able to do it too. And that's just not the case, right? right? Well, we all comparison have... is the thief of joy. That's, yeah, that's right? a good way to put it. Okay. So if I'm comparing myself to some other person and I'm judging everything I'm doing based on I want to be like them, well, there might be someone who's a good role model, a good example, a good mentor for you if if they're a, if you're a lot like them, like you have similar uh, skill sets, similar mentality. They may be a good role model for you to model yourself that. But it's like I want to be the next Jeff Bezos. I'm not going to be the next Jeff Bezos, but I'm going to be a better version of Tim Howard tomorrow than I was today. Right. I In think six months, a year from now, the business that I'm doing and what that's grown into will have gotten far better because I'm taking risk. I'm associating myself with other people maybe than I would have in the past. But I'm not Chase Roth. You have different gifts and different talents that you have, but the gifts and the talents that you have are meant to be shared with the world, just like the gifts and talents I have are meant to be shared with the world. But, but people should be okay with that. With, with accepting that their gifts and talents are different from other people's? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think every single person is different. I think, and I think, you know, from a for me, from a faith standpoint, it's like, you know, if I'm entrusted with things and I do good with those things, I'm going to be entrusted with more, okay? So getting back to that mindset, you know, the more I give, the more value I create, then... And I'm going to be compensated for that. I'm going to get the opportunity to serve more people. And what I find is that the more I bless others, the more I end up being blessed. So if I'm entrusted with this client, I get to go serve. My goal is to serve them incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And if they're a Homes for Heroes client, I'm, I'm also giving back 25% of my commission. Okay, So I'm going to serve them at a very, very high level. And then when they're done, it's like, ah. You know, they got this reward also because they're serving in the community or they've served our nation. You know, if I do that well, they're going to tell everybody else, say no, just like we were describing the referral I got from uh, the former Marine buddy of mine, um, sent this law enforcement. It's like that keeps happening right. because I created value for that person. That person respects me as a real estate professional, but they also respect me from the standpoint that I served our nation. It was a different generation. He's post 9-11. I'm back Soviet war era, right? Or Soviet Union was still in existence in the late 80s when I left active duty. But there's that mutual respect. We're creating value for one of your purpose, your calling, your skill sets, your gifts are different than mine. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to be Chase. Okay. I couldn't lead Veterans Business Collective, but I can lead Coastal Connections. They're both trying to help grow other businesses, yeah. but... The purpose and the mission of my organization is different than the purpose and the vision of Veteran Business Collective, but we've got members that are in both organizations. I just feel like it's it's, it's such an important point. You know, we've we've made it a couple of times on the last few minutes, but I, I think that even for transitioning service members, you know, they don't know 
about the civilian world uh, as well as they do the military for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But what they do know, they, they've probably gathered through um, their social feeds, through the news, um, through conversations with people, but they're bombarded with all these massive success stories and uh, like all these hype videos and everything else about what success looks like and, and, and what you have to do to get there and all this stuff. And I think it, it almost kind of sets people up in a, in a trap in a way to, to feel like they have to perform in a certain manner to a certain level in order to meet external expectations. And there's so much you're talking about with the man school. It's, it's more now like forget about all this comparison and, and everything else and worry about what's inside you. Right. Yes. What is, what is it like when I'm coaching guys, it's, it's not me projecting onto me what I think for them. It's like they're discovering for themselves. Yeah. What dreams do they have? What goals do they have? What gifts do they have? What talents that they want to bring to bear? And, and, and what do they want to do for their themselves, for their family, for their, the next generation, the legacy they're going to create? I can't tell them what that is, but I can give them the concepts and the ideas. I can guide them through a process to help them discover that, to cheer them on, to encourage them uh, when they need help and they reach out because they do on a regular basis. Hey, Tim, I'm struggling with this. You know, it's something, it may or may not be anything related to the coursework, but we've developed, you know, this respect where, they, hey, I've got this issue I'm dealing with. Can I talk it through with you? Sure. Let's talk through that. Let's figure out. And then they go tackle that issue. They gain a little more confidence. Right. Then they go try try something else, or they go go into the tough conversation with a client that they're really nervous about, you know, and they feel more confident because we've had a little pep talk around, well, you know, what are you thinking about? It's not my job to provide the solution for them. Right, right. They've already got the solution in their mind. It's my job to help them to discover what it is that's holding them back from being their absolute best self and to help them to see their own mind. And then they step out into that and to encourage them. And, you know, we've, we've got some guys that we know here locally that they're incredibly gifted in areas that I'm, I'm just amazed but at times, they don't necessarily see the gifts that they have within themselves. And we have to point it out to them. Say, man, you're incredibly, you know, we got one guy that he's an incredible encourager. And uh, he, he had no idea the kind of positive impact he was making on other people. Mm-hmm. Because his self-image, he was struggling to receive. He was struggling to see himself that way. Okay. But when he started hearing it, you know, from other people, and then he just keeps doing it. But it's like, oh, he's now starting to see that translate into more things. I had one he one guy did this thing for another guy in the, one of the groups I'm leading, and the guy posted him up on his uh, bathroom mirror to kind of reinforce in a positive way some some thoughts this guy had written out and shared for him. His daughter then saw that, okay, and then the daughter you know talks to the father about you know what's this about. You know, so it's now it's now having a generational impact. Yeah, Here's so this cool. guy, you know, in the the man school with this mastermind group that I'm facilitating together, and um, the guy that's receiving this stuff, he happens to be my former brother-in-law. So the the young lady that's being impacted, this is my niece. That's pretty cool. So it's really yeah. cool. It's like, yeah. here's someone that it's, it's like, wow, this guy, he's learning these things about himself. He's making an impact. On, and now it's not only impacting this guy who's born my age, but it's impacting his daughter. It's like, I get to be a part of that. 
I get to see that. I get to have, be aware of it happening and seeing the transformation of this guy, beginning to understand and discover that he has unique talents and gifts and skills that as he gets more confident, his, his self-image improves, his sense of self-worth, his effectiveness in business, the one thing that he's primarily doing is growing. But as he sees the impact he's having on other people, he's feeling better about himself. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, we've kind of rabbit holed on a couple different different topics. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Um, I'd like to to go back to uh, the networking mm-hmm. portion for a second. So you had talked a lot about the need um, to go in with a giving attitude and a giving mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the on the last topic, you had you had mentioned the concept of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Um, how do those relate in your mind when it comes to networking and business? Those two well, concepts I think, of giving and reciprocity. Yeah, I think most people are wired in a way that um, you have to earn their trust. Mm-hmm. I don't operate like that. Okay. I make a quick assessment when I meet someone and I make a decision. It's like, is this someone that I want to invest my time and energy in? If the answer is yes, I'm going to. And sometimes I don't know. So sometimes I say, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going to give it a try. But when I first started my first networking organization, I've never led a networking organization. I was worried about my ability to refer to people. Well, you've now been a part of that organization, mm-hmm. and you see the numbers. I refer more than anybody. Right. Okay. But I'm not only intentional about it, but I'm also I'm constantly thinking about it. It's like if, if something's popping up, you're going to come into my mind if someone has a need for your service. I'm, I'm intentional about thinking about that. Okay. And I can't remember exactly what your question was around networking, but it's like I'm, I'm thinking about who, not only what value can I create directly that I'm giving to other people, but I'm thinking about who else do I know? Mm-hmm. Okay. What other business can I help support and grow a friend of mine that's on my networking organization or is part of the Veterans Business Collective or part of Port City Young, who else do I know that can create value for this person? Yeah, and, you know, that's something we, we talk about at, at the VBC sometimes, which is, you know, when everyone's doing their introductions, don't just listen to who you think, you know, make a, don't just make a note of who you think is going to be able to help you. Right. Make a note of who you think <laughs> you can help, but also make a note of who you think might benefit from knowing other people that you know. Absolutely. Right. How many how many layers deep can you can you take it? And so as you're listening to people say, oh I'm so and so with this company and I do this, it shouldn't just be I don't do business with those types of companies. It should be, okay, well I know Jim and Joe and John and Bob and all these other folks that would absolutely benefit from meeting well, this person. That's right? that an effective networker goes into a networking meeting with a mindset of who, who am I going to meet that I don't already know? What value am I going to create for them? And then how do I help them? Yeah. And if, if you do those three things every meeting, you're going to, in that, and going back to that idea that most people want to earn trust, if you go in there with the mindset, of, I'm going to give and I'm going to create value for other people, you will quickly earn trust. You will create value for other people. And they'll see that and they'll say, Next opportunity I get, and I think about it, I'm going to figure out a way to help that person. And that's where the reciprocity comes in. Yes. But it's not with expectation. Right. It's this idea that um, if I'm giving in order to get, that's like conditional love, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be unconditional. 
Right, you're giving without the expectation, but I, th- I think we've talked about this, but is, would you say there's a, uh, you know, almost like a natural law that, that um, creates for reciprocity? Yes. The and more, it, the and more. It not, and it may not be in a transactional manner, right? It may not be that I give you a real estate client mm-hmm. and that, you know, next week you're going to give me a mold remediation job, right. right? It may be that I give you a real estate client and I get a mold remediation job from some other place completely disconnected from you. Would you would you say there's anything? Yes. Anything there in that sort of? Uh, I, th- I think there. I think there is. And without getting t- too deep into uh, spiritual stuff or things like that, my, my experience is, is again: the more I give, the more I bless others. The more I'm blessed. And whether it's me helping you directly, or like something like that, I, I go over here and I help this person. Boy, this opportunity just popped up. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Well, I did good over here, and then now this thing's happening. It's like wow. And I think it's such an important thing to keep in mind when when you go to network. Is everybody? I, I think initially, uh, I know I used to think like this. You have a very transactional outlook. I helped you. When are you going to help me? Yes. Right. Or you still owe me a favor. Yes. Or something like that, and, and shifting that mindset to what you're saying of, you know what, I'm here to help everybody as much mm-hmm. as I possibly can, mm-hmm. and hopefully what goes around comes around in some form or fashion, but yep. it may not be directly from these people, yeah, or it, it may not happen at all. Whatever, I'm okay with that. I'm going to do the best I can mm-hmm. to do the most good for the most people. And you know what I've found is like some people, certain networking organizations are really good fit for, and other cases they're not a good fit for this other type of organization. So it's like, okay, well, go get in the type of organization that's a good fit for you because that's going to where the business is going to get generated from. But if I go into an organization and, you know, the, I'm a realtor and there's already realtors that have well-established relationships, for, for me to have an expectation I'm going to get anything out of that would be foolish. Right. Okay. But if it's an organization that I feel good about and I want to support no matter what, then I may still invest time and energy into that, but the motivation for me investing in that organization isn't necessarily business-related. There may be some other reason, some other purpose that I'm giving that I believe in that. Or maybe I, I go to an organization uh, because I support that person. I want them to know that they're valued by me. I respect what they're doing. I'll go to some organizations that there's no benefit for me directly, but I like the person. I want to support them. I'm going to go, I'm going to figure out how can I create some value for that person. And, and the value just may be me showing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, Tim came to my event. That was cool. You know, yeah. and making a point of going up and say, hey, you did a good job with how you handled this situation or you did a good job with this speech or you did a good job with this tax. They, you've created value just in that relationship yeah. for them. Okay. Such Whether anything that, that matters so much, right? Yeah, and again, I think the mindset, and I think when I read The Go-Giver uh, the first time, it kind of I was already kind of wired that way uh, to give in business, um, just just who, who I am as a person and my personality and the way I was brought up, the way I was raised. But when I got more intentional about it and I realized it's, it's just – I just need to keep doing this. I just need to keep doing. But the 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 one, the fifth law, that, which is the one that I think a lot of us struggle with, is being open, staying open to receive. What do you mean by that? So if I'm going to give, someone else has got to receive. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some of us, 
because of our self-limiting beliefs, are we have trouble receiving, mm-hmm. right? So some, sometimes it may be as simple as I pay you a compliment, and you're struggling to receive that compliment because of your own self-image getting in the way, right? Right. I'm right, not worthy. Right, I made. Right. I used to do that a lot. I used to deflect someone give me a, a compliment of praise. In business, it's like you need to stay open. You need to be ready for when that person does offer you some business. You need to be prepared to go and and give it a very high level. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that opportunity is going to come about if you keep giving. You stay focused on creating value for. There's going to be an opportunity to come your way. You better be ready for it. Okay, Man, because so, so much in there. We've we've covered so much ground on so many different topics <laughs> in the last four. It's it, I, I can't even try and summarize it, but uh, I'm going to try and pull one or two main points out. Okay, and see if, and see if I grasp some of it here. Yeah. So you know, we we talked. We went back and forth on networking a bit. And I think one of the main the main points that you've made when it comes to networking is uh, to be a giver. Mm-hmm. And and then to be intentional about relationship development. Absolutely. Um, so quality over quantity, mm-hmm. and and but then to help as many people as you can to just be very giving. Uh, is that fairly accurate? Yes. Okay. And and for me, I don't have a kind of personality that I light up the room necessarily when I walk in the door. Me either. In fact, okay. I probably suck energy out of it when I walk in. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to be intentional. I'm, my natural state is I'm an introvert. Okay. Yeah. So I have to get out of my own way. And it's like sometimes if I know, like today went into this uh, business expo, it's like, I don't know this person, but I'm going to go find them and I'm going to introduce myself and I'm going to get her on my podcast. Very successful businesswoman. You know, we we have some mutual friends. She's actually been listening to my podcast because she's seen other people. She's like, she was wide open to it. Excellent, yeah. But my old self... I might not have had the courage, you know, to go ask that question. Okay. So physical courage is very different than mental courage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if you're giving and you have the mindset and the orientation that if you're giving, you stay open to receiving and, and you're, you, you willing to take that risk because that person, even though it's an ask, ultimately, if they're a sharp business person, they're going to understand that there's going to be a huge value that I'm going to create for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then we talk quite a bit about uh, self-development with your work with the man school mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. And I think a couple of the main points that you, you made during that portion of the conversation were uh, uh, giving yourself permission to dream, not limiting your potential. Yes. Not putting a self-limiting pers- perspective on where, what you can do in your life and where you can go. Yep. Right? Is that that was one of the main points you started yes. off with there? And I work I work on my mindset every day. So I use things like scripts, I am statements, like I am I I, I was thinking about this podcast uh, recording session this morning as I'm working through my daily journaling and stuff like that. I'm thinking about you know, I'm gonna be on the air with Chase. I need to get mentally prepared for that. I need to get physically I need to show up differently than I might if I were just having a conversation. Yeah. I need to get minute. So I'm getting my mindset ready for that. One of the skill sets that I've developed through this in the man school and then doing my own podcast is things like, how do I show up verbally? Because people are listening to this. Mm-hmm. Like my intentionality around my tonality, the variation in my voice, my inflection is like, it's something I've gotten better at. 
Okay, but it's Making come about. Making sure you're, you're sitting in close enough proximity to the mic to not get yelled at <laughs> by the support crew. Yes, you out, right? yes. These guys, that, yes, yeah. they get after me. Yes, they, they do, yeah. and, and they need to because otherwise it comes across terribly on yeah. the recording. If you're so not, the more you so, do it, yeah. the better you'll get at it, but it's... it's um, I can't remember the, the 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 mindset that you know giving yourself permission to dream, getting into action. Action was the other point. Yeah. yeah. So getting into action, taking action, be willing to take risk, but developing your your personal mindset and the skills that you need to have in different areas of your life all the time. While you're chasing these dreams and you're going after these goals, we're constantly helping guys that are going through the the Great Man's Legacy course of the Man School to develop their mindset and develop the skill sets they need to actually achieve these dreams and achieve these goals. That's what we work on. Excellent. That's that's great. I'm, I'm sure you're impacting so many people in such a positive manner, and uh, I'm, for one, happy that you're doing it because I know that some of those people are in my my life. Yeah. And uh, so thank you for doing that. I know it's a lot of extra work, you know, after-hours type it's stuff. It's incredibly uh, rewarding because I, I get to see – the progress that these guys are making. It's like, whoa. For sure. Light bulb went on. Look at the impact now it's having not only for him, but look at the impact it's starting to have for him and his relationship with his wife and look at the impact it's having with their family. It's like that's really intrinsically rewarding. And I, I feel like this, you know, this conversation on these these different topics could go for days. You know, <laughs> and unfortunately, we don't have days. Yeah. We've got a few minutes left today. Uh, do you have do you have any, uh, you know, final thoughts or ideas or uh, tidbits that you want to you want to drop on the table before you go for our listeners, uh, you know, related to the, the the topics that we ended up discussing today, networking and self development, or or not, just related to whatever's on your mind. Yeah, I, I think one uh, incredibly important um, thing to have from a mindset standpoint is a sense of gratitude. Okay, so show up every day appreciating what you already have. Okay, so yeah. if, you, if you have this opportunity to be busy, you have this platform with the Veterans Business uh, Collective and now podcasts, is like, be grateful for that yeah. and use that for, for, for good things, you know, and make an impact on people's lives. Um, you got to love yourself before you're going to love anybody else. So you got to be working on all the time getting better for yourself, your, yourself, your health, your emotionally, spiritually, physically. You've got to take care of yourself because you can't give from an empty cup. So you got to be taking care of yourself in order to serve others. And then energizing your thoughts in the direction you want to go. Because the more I focus on something, the more things are going to come into my life. As, you know, we, Our reticular activating system kicks in. So if we focus on this thing, more things come into our life that are going to help support that. And then new business opportunities that we didn't even see there's a door I've never stepped through before. I'm stepping through that door, and I'm meeting a person I've never met before. And then staying open to receive is like, wow, here's a business opportunity I had never thought of. Right. Man, it's a good thing you have your own podcast <laughs> going over all this stuff because I know there, uh, there's so much just in those those last tidbits. You could unpack those for days too. Uh, so uh, what, let's tell the listeners once again where they can find your podcast uh, so that because you've talked about a lot of this at length already, yeah, on your podcast. So if they want more of this from you, it's already out there. Um, they can find the podcast, and then also how they can get in touch with you for the Man School if they're interested. Yeah. So 
the the podcast is entitled Reflect the Life You Want. You can find it on Apple or Spotify. Um, on Instagram, I'm Tim Howard. The Mirror is my Instagram handle. So for always publish stuff for the podcast or for the man school coaching stuff, you can find me on LinkedIn, Timothy J. Howard. Uh, and then at title, Tim Howard at Title Realty Partners is my real estate uh, business. You can find me in social media for those things. But yeah, they can tune in, reflect the life you want, hear more about this kind of stuff. They can reach out to me if they, they're interested in hearing more about the man school or if, if it's a woman veteran, they want to hear more about the woman's school and coaching. I can connect them up with some other resources. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tim. Uh, really appreciate you taking time today. I, I know it was a, a busy day with the business convention going and everything, and you, you made time for me and, and for the VBC and our listeners, and it means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. Well, I just want to validate you, what you're doing with Veterans Business Collective you know, and this organization. I think there's real things happening there. There's real business, and I, I love what I see, the dynamic there, and then there's other things that you've gotten involved in that you're supporting with. So I appreciate your leadership in the community. You're making a difference for, for other veterans, and I think that's really powerful. Thanks for saying so. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we appreciate you so very much. Uh, if you'd like to get involved with the Veteran Business Collective and find your purpose, reconnect with your tribe, and elevate your bottom line, you can find us at veteranbusinesscollective.org as well as on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you'd like to attend one of our events, uh, one of our monthly chapter meetings or one of our coffee socials. All of our events are always posted on our Facebook page and our LinkedIn page. Uh, so follow us if you want to get involved there. And our parting shot is honor the fallen by living each day to the fullest. Until next time, VBC out. Thanks for checking out the VBC podcast. 